Hey, what's up? And thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson, and you're listening to a 10-minute overview of the book of Job. Job is probably the oldest book of the Bible, and by that I mean it was written before the book of Genesis. The events of Job did not take place prior to the creation, obviously. They did not take place prior to the Garden of Eden. But the writing of the book, it seems, many conservative scholars have written and show evidence that this is an ancient, ancient book of the Bible, probably the oldest book. The person of Job, the events of the book of Job, take place during the time period of the patriarchs. He probably lived after Noah because the book makes reference and references to a flood or the flood. But he probably lived before Abraham or around that time. And the book tells the story of the man Job who was blameless, upright, and feared God and turned away from evil. And yet he loses everything, his health, his wealth, his family. And of course, he wrestles with the question, why? Why did it happen? The book begins with a heavenly uh, conversation or a, or a debate that takes place between God and Satan. And then the book moves through three cycles of earthly debates or conversations between Job and three of his friends. And then it concludes with a dramatic, uh, what some call a divine diagnosis of Job's problem. And in the end of the book, Job acknowledges the sovereignty of God and he receives back more than he had before he lost everything. Now, there are a number of different ideas that have been suggested as to the exact theme of Job. Some have thought it's the reality of Satan in the world, the meaning of suffering or God's justice in view of suffering, the nature of God, faith. Um, and all those ideas, I think, are touched upon in the book, and they're worthy to be considered. But it seems to me that the real point of the book is about God himself and God's integrity. Uh, toward the end of the book, it, it records that God asked Job many questions, question after question, regarding the inner workings of the universe. And, 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 and we see its calculated effect in Job's reaction. It, it, it causes Job uh, to be humbled and to bow submissively before God, who is omnipotent, omniscient, all-wise, and sovereign. That's in Job chapter 42, verses 2 through 5. And, and, and at the end of this book, he, it records that he recognizes uh, that to insist upon an explanation from God as to why godly people suffer is to contend with God and to expect something that we don't have the right to expect. And you might check out Job 38, verse 2, Job 38, verse 18, Job 38, verse 21, Job 40, verses 2 and 8 and 14, and then Job chapter 41, verse 11. And I think those verses carry out that idea that to expect 
to have an explanation from God as to why godly people suffer is something that we don't have the right to expect. God does not answer him in a way that that perhaps he with which he was in a way with which he was satisfied and probably to the modern ear we are not satisfied when we read but one thing we are impressed with we are impressed with when we uh, people of faith when we when we read the book we are impressed with God's power knowledge wisdom eternality and sovereignty and so these are some things that I think will be helpful to you as you study the book of Job. The book impresses upon us the fact that, that the faithful child of God, when we are confronted by the magnificence of God and the reassurance that he is able to operate the universe properly, we can in turn relax, we can endure, we can be faithful knowing that God is, is near and dear to his people, even when we don't understand why we're going through what we're going. And so at the deepest level, when we have faith and we trust God, I think that the book teaches that God requires, you know, having faith and trust in God does not require an explanation for life's adversities. And I will say this. We know that we suffer in life because of our own sin. We know that in life we suffer from the sins of others or as a result of the sins of others. We are adversely affected by bad decisions that others make. And we know, too, that we can suffer when we break a law of uh, of nature. You know, if, if, if we choose to step off the top of the Empire State Building the law of gravity. We, you know, we we're gonna die. We're gonna be flattened when we hit the bottom, and so we suffer uh, sometimes when the laws of nature are broken. But then there's sometimes that we suffer and we don't really know why. We just know that we live in a fallen world. And these things happen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was subjected to temptation and also just physical hardships that occur on earth for everyone. If you're not familiar with the book of Job, I'd like to share with you briefly an outline of the book so that you can at least contemplate that. You could write it down or you can look these things up on your own and it will help you. Job chapters 1 and 2 detail Job's disasters and how he lost everything. Chapters 3 through 31 detail Job's dialogues, his conversations with these three friends who come to comfort him. Chapters 32 through 37 record Elihu's speeches, a, yet a fourth friend that comes to comfort him. Chapters 38 through 41, God's speeches to Job. And then chapter 42 details Job's deliverance. Job was an incredible individual, and he believed in his God, and he was faithful to his God. He was blameless, upright, feared God, and turned away from evil. In Job chapter 2, it's recorded that God said to Satan that Satan was trying to get Job to turn on God. And, you know, I think this is this is a lesson. That's Job 2, verse 3, by the way, where God says to Satan, 
that still Job holds fast to his integrity, although you incite me against him to destroy him without cause. And I think I think this same concept is true today. When we are dealing with trial and adversity, know that these things come either directly or indirectly from Satan and know that when you go through hardships, it's not God's fault because the book of Job, if you read it carefully and study it carefully, supplemented sometimes with other verses such as James 1.17, we know that every good gift comes from God. So God gives good gifts. All the good gifts that Job enjoyed came from God. But Satan tries to take them away. Oftentimes, though, God gets the blame. And dear listener, I would encourage you, even in your hardship, try not to blame God. It's easy to do that. It's easy to be overburdened. But turn yourself to God. Humble yourself before Him in prayer. Seek His face. Seek Him in His Word. And talk to His people. Talk to those men and women that you know are people of faith that know the Bible and can help you through your hardships. We need one another during times of hardship. Good things can come through and after our suffering, and certainly the same is true of Job. I'll leave you with one verse, Job chapter 14, verse uh, 15 is one of my favorite verses of the book. Here was Job's attitude, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You see, Job thought God was slaying him, but he said, even if he's slaying me, I'm going to trust him. And we need to have that same attitude, complete trust in the God of heaven, the God of heaven who will only do what is right, as he said long ago to Abraham in the book of Genesis. I hope this 10-minute overview has been useful to you. If it has, feel free to share this with others so that others can partake. I hope that I've whetted your appetite to get into the book and study the book. I believe that you will be impressed with Job's faithfulness and his diligence, even though he asked hard questions and even thought God was against him. And you'll be impressed with how, when it all was said and done, since he remained faithful to God, he was blessed because of it. We must do the same. James 1, verse 12. Blessed is the person that when he is uh, tempted, when he endures. That is what we need to be doing in our lives. We need to be those that endure temptation so that when we have been approved, we will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. God bless you, and I'll catch you next time.